the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, August the 12th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on August 12, 1985, the world's worst single aircraft disaster occurred. A crippled Japan Airlines Boeing 747 on a domestic flight crashed into a mountain, killed 520 people. Four people survived. Today, in 1896... Gold was discovered in Dawson City, Yukon Territory, Canada. News reached the U.S. in June of 1897. As you can imagine, and probably already know, thousands of Americans headed north to the Klondike to find their fortune. The people that made the fortune, I've read, are those that sold shovels and bags to put all that gold in. But people did find gold, of course. Today, in 1902, International Harvester Company was formed by a merger of McCormick Harvesting Machine Company, Deering Harvester Company, and several other manufacturers. Today, in 1908, Henry Ford's first Model T rolled off the assembly line. It would not be the last, of course. Today, in 1909, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, home to the Indianapolis 500, it first opened. Today in 1939, MGM movie musical The Wizard of Oz, starring Judy Garland, had its world premiere at the Strand Theater in Okanoma Walk, or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's town in Wisconsin. Three days later, it opened in Hollywood. Today in 1953, the Soviet Union conducted a secret test of its first hydrogen bomb. Today in 1960... The first balloon communication satellite, the Echo-1, was launched by the United States from Cape Canaveral. Today, in 1961, the erection of the Berlin Wall began. Today, in 1981, IBM introduced its first personal computer, the Model 5150. And one year ago today, Seattle's school board voted unanimously to begin the academic year with remote teaching only. A new era had begun in America, in fact, around the world. The era began with a pandemic started in China, foisted upon the world, continuing to this day, and bureaucrats taking control of people's lives in the name of saving them. I understand there's a role for leadership. That's why we elect leadership. If there isn't a role for leadership, why do we go through the motions of voting and paying these people? We elected them to lead. But when we get people with a leftist view, leftist worldview, a progressive so-called worldview in office, they always default towards bigger government and more control over individuals' lives. Always. They can't help themselves. They don't know a different path. That's the only path that they know to choose. Bigger government 
more entitlements for more people to enhance their power base because the people will vote for them because they're getting free stuff from them. That's the cycle. That's always the tension in a republic such as ours. That's why our founding fathers, when asked, in particular Ben Franklin, when asked, what kind of a government are you giving us? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. There must always be that tension of people who want to stay on course with our founding philosophy, our founding documents, and those who want to remake America and make it into something the founders never intended and something that at least half, and I think a growing number of people in America, don't want today. Interesting. Remember that lady that owned the uh, hair salon in San Francisco? It's been about a year or so ago. Um, Nancy Pelosi was, you know, going on and on, Speaker of the House, a lot of power. She's third in line to the presidency. I mean, (laughs) that's a scary, if you want a scary thought, that's scary thought. Anyway, she is. And um, she, she, she's, her home is in San Francisco, as you know. And remember that she went home and everybody was, all the businesses were shut down, especially places where women get their nails done. Or I, I, maybe men do too. I don't know. But anyway, you get your nails done, uh, hair, you know, salons and all this kind of thing. Well, anyway, suddenly this video showed up. I think Fox News actually got a hold of it and put it out there um, of Nancy Pelosi slinking around in this closed salon getting her hair done. When she didn't want anybody else, she wouldn't let anybody else do it, she and her colleagues. Well, the the owner of that, it's been about a year ago now, the owner of that salon, Erica Caius is her name, she closed her business just this week. It's over. She said she has been threatened. People have boycotted her. They have stood in front of her business to where customers couldn't get in. Just because she had, not because she had washed Pelosi's hair and blowing, blowing it dry, but because she allowed the world to see what was going on. She said, I, I often thought if I ever lost my business, it would probably be because of a big earthquake. She said Tuesday of this week, day before yesterday, she said, I never did think that I would have lost everything I worked for because of leftist politics. It's just gone. I thought how poignantly that describes leftist politics. Leftist politics are anti-biblical, even though there is a segment of the leftist people who claim to be Christian leftists. It just doesn't sync up with truth, with the Bible. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today. But I got this note with a contribution online last night. It came to me, I don't know, pretty fairly late into the evening. I just happened to notice that as I was wrapping up a couple of things in my office, I get these notifications. It says, Dear Gary, it was with a contribution, online contribution. It says, Dear Gary, I'm a delivery driver for one of the largest delivery companies in the world. I bring items to over 150 customers every day. During this crazy time over the past year, I've seen the faith of many wavering as scores of Christians choose fear 
over faith. I look forward to your words every day during the start of my route as you speak truth and light into my morning. Living in Washington State, I see this place I have called home my whole life going to the wayside. But your inspiring words give me much-needed truth in the wake of false facts that overflow into the media and a renewed fervor to strive to turn this state back to him. God bless you for what you do, and I pray that this gift will can help the ministry. Never stop speaking the truth of God. Know that at least one man at Big Brown is cheering you on. Sincerely, your brother in Christ, with a generous contribution. Thank you, my brother, and we will do that to the best of our ability. And we can do that, as you know, all of you know, we can do that with your support. We will stand in the gap. We will play the trumpet. We will shout it from the rooftop. We will do whatever to keep talking about what's going on in our culture from a biblical perspective. I'm often at a loss for words in trying to describe how deeply I appreciate all of you who stand with me in this effort. This is not just something I do. It is something that I feel profoundly called to do at this point in my life. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. I am over 40. But God has spoken to my heart about this, and I feel very strongly about it. And those of you who sense that calling and kind of agree with it, kind of link up with it, thank you for standing with us. The bills come in every month. We're able to write the check and pay the bills every month. And it's because of you understanding what we're doing and you helping us by helping fund this ministry. Thank you so much. You can do it online as this brother did. Just go to faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. You'll see a donate tab on the first page that comes up along with some other things. You'll see my name on it on there as well and Faith and Freedom, our foundation. But you can con contribute online or you can contribute through the mail. Send a check. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. I've talked several times about Loudoun County, Virginia. It's, a, um, it's kind of a hotbed in America. Uh, it isn't the only one, but it, they're kind of leading there in taking a school district that's not far from Washington, D.C. But a report by WUSA-TV there detailed a very tense environment on Tuesday night, night before last. School board meeting, about 150 people were scheduled to speak in person. People were angry, very angry, about transgender policies. They were... The mask mandate was an issue as well. Vaccines, virtual learning. Critical race theory was one of the greatest ones and of the most anger and the LGBTQ agenda. Laura Morris, fifth grade teacher, well, former fifth grade teacher now at Luckett's Elementary School in Leesburg. That's part of this school district. She quit, just resigned in front of the Loudoun County School Board and in front of the TV cameras. She started crying. She was tearfully protesting against the controversial policies that she was being forced to teach by the school district. 
She named them. Critical race theory, transgenderism, LGBTQ agenda, and so, and so on. Sobbing, Morris then turned to the school board and she said, I quit. I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly publicized or politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituency, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. That's where we are in America. Interestingly enough, last night on Wednesday night, that same school board passed a more invasive and expanded LGBTQ agenda. They don't care what the parents think. They don't even care what the teachers think. They are obsessed with these agendas. And they're trying to attach it, in many cases, to biblical thinking and a biblical perspective or worldview. The Washington Times is reporting that the Minneapolis Democratic Party chair came under fire Tuesday, day before yesterday, for praising last year's torching of the 3rd Precinct Police Headquarters as an act of pure righteousness. Righteousness? The chairman also says this act of pure righteousness, this is the Democratic Party. This act of pure righteousness will open new worlds of understanding. I suspect this Democratic leader would also consider burning and looting in other cities such as Seattle and Portland and elsewhere pure righteousness as well. It's an act of righteousness because it is a part of the social justice movement. This is not a time to be uninformed about what's going on in our world. Devin Hogan, who heads the Minneapolis Democrat Farmer Labor Party, it's the Democratic Party, he extolled according to the Washington Times, extolled the rioters and blamed law enforcement in his August 2 <clears throat> op-ed for the precinct's destruction at the hands of rioters back on May 28th in 2020. Three days after the death of George Floyd in police custody, he said it was an act of righteousness. Like it or not, he said, I'm quoting him, setting the third precinct on fire was a genuinely revolutionary moment, an act of pure righteousness to open new worlds of understanding. Hogan continued, sometimes using biblical terms. The call from the streets, he's, I'm quoting him, the call from the streets was genuine liberation, truly and finally. The work continues until the day comes. Eyes on the prize. Remember the demand of the streets, the blood and treasure spent. This is our job. Minneapolis must answer the call. For real this time. For real. For real. Do it for the kids. Well, Representative Tom Emery, he's a Minnesota Republican, he tweeted after he read this. He said, more proof Democrats only care about advancing their radical agenda, not the safety of Americans. Emmer chairs the National Republican Congressional Committee, and he's right. Mike Berg, who's also on that committee, he's a representative, deputy communications director of the same committee, congressional committee, he asked, he quoted, he said, burning police stations is righteous? <laughs> it is in their world. 
Berg also asked Democrat Representatives Dean Phillips and Angie Craig if, quote, these rioters were justified in lighting a police station on fire, wondering out loud if they will condemn Hogan. Well, they didn't. The Minnesota Republican Party chairwoman, Jennifer Carnahan, she said Mr. Hogan's statements are further demonstration that the Democrats believe destruction is the pathway to change. She is the Republican Party chairwoman. She's also right. But not backing down, Hogan tweeted then again yesterday, fetishizing decorum over substance is a hallmark of white supremacy. He said, the truth hurts. He also has a point regarding the fact that sometimes the truth does hurt. However, just because something hurts doesn't mean it's truth. And just because an act gives a person a sense of revenge doesn't mean it's righteous. They're not only now mixing politics with craziness, they're now attaching themselves to the Bible to push an agenda that is anti-biblical. We live in a world where people tend to believe that their ways are right in their own eyes. And we find it difficult to accept the absolute standard of righteousness. The left does not want to, to admit that there is a right and a wrong. What they have been taught from now, from their own upbringing, adults now in office, for the most part, they've been taught that whatever they believe or whatever they feel is truth. That's what has given birth to all of this nonsense, this insanity that's going on in our culture. Some kid gets up some morning and for whatever reason, he says, you know, I kind of feel like a girl today. I identify as a girl. He goes to school and says, I am a girl. I, did, I identify as a girl. And the massive, massive school industrial complex in America says, okay, you're a girl. They're supposed to be educating these children. And the kid goes, I think I'll go to the girls' restroom. Okay. If you identify as a girl, that's okay. The kid laughs and goes to the girls' restroom. I mean, give me a break. These people cannot be so stupid except that they are blinded. Satan is a deceiver. And that's what's going on. We're being deceived in America. The most godly nation on the face of the earth. We have been. Founded on biblical principles by biblical people. By men who knew that God's word will stand when the storms and the gales blow and the rains come. And presidents for generations following did. Abraham Lincoln quoted Jesus Christ as president. He said, a house divided cannot stand. And yet we've come to this when a kid who is there to be educated is telling the, the school complex that he thinks he's a girl today. You say, oh, Gary, that's not, that's extreme. That's not, oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I've heard doctors testify to the fact that they're seeing this, both in the United States and Australia. These kids are laughing about it. They think it's funny. I mean, it's like they're gaming the system and they're sixth, seventh graders. It's happening. Conversely, <laughs> Those in the left, 
if they feel something is right, it becomes righteous. It doesn't matter if it's really right or not. It's just that they feel that it's right. And it is so because they feel it is. Righteousness is based on God's standard because he is the ultimate lawgiver. Isaiah 33:22 is very clear on that. The first mention of the word righteousness is found in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. It's in an interaction between God and Abram, who we know as Abraham. The point from the story is that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Righteousness is a gift from God. And righteousness is determined by whether something squares with God's word, not our individual feelings. But here we have a situation, and it is local in Minneapolis, but it has national and international implications, and it's couched in a political context, but it's not political, it's spiritual. And now these people are saying, and these are leaders in the Democratic Party, and I'm not just trying to enhance the Republican Party. I'm just trying to tell the truth. I would say this if it were Republicans saying stupid things like that. And I would hope and pray somebody would listen. But I'm telling you, these people will attach politics to godliness to achieve their own end. Godliness and the Bible is not informing these people. They're trying to inform the Bible and Christianity and mislead you and others, particularly the younger generation. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 said, and I've quoted this before on the program, you know this, this verse, but it bears repeating. Isaiah 5, 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. This notion of burning down police stations or anyone else's property in an act of revenge is a reflection of the spiritual ignorance and the rebellion in our culture today. Not an act of righteousness because they deserved it. It's simply rebellion. Rebellion against God, rebellion against other people, rebellion against whomever, authority. The dominance of cultural Marxism that's taught in our public school classrooms today has matured. Not so much a rejection of Christianity, but this is a revision of biblical Christianity, and that's what concerns me. Satan never blatantly just says, oh, I don't believe, there is no God. No. From the very first deception that we know about in the Garden of Eden, he acknowledged there is a God, but he surely doesn't mean what he says. You don't believe that, do you? I mean, God is love. He wouldn't allow you to die if you eat of that fruit. You know the story, the narrative. This is the same thing being played out today. The authority of God's word is dismissed when it contradicts or conflicts with this new gospel or social justice. And that's what social justice is. It's a new gospel. It's a revised version of what the Bible says. And it is manufactured by these people to affirm what they have decided is truth. Restates are rejected in the name of equality. Now equity. The new orthodoxy is political correctness. And if you're not political correct, you're punished and branded a bigot or a racist. Like the lady in San Francisco who owned a hair salon. 
She didn't do the right thing. So they took her out. That's righteousness. In this new Christianity, holiness is accrued by the number of victim statuses that you can accrue to yourself. Now, if you don't have any victim statuses, or not very many, then you become an ally. Last night, I was watching Larry Elder being interviewed. He's the black guy. He's a radio host all, known all over California, but a lot of us know him. And I don't know him personally, but I certainly know who he is. And I've followed him. He's a great guy and, and very informed and uh, very conservative. He, he probably is a Christian. I don't know, but he's very informed. But anyway, they were uh, the Sacramento Bee was interviewing him on a, just a raw footage that I was watching a little bit last night. And in that, they kept saying to him, we know you don't support the LGBTQ you know, agenda and so on, but surely you're an ally. Aren't you an ally? This has become a new, a, a kind of a new uh, tag, a new label. If you're not gay, then you must be an ally. And he was not really wanting to answer that question because they were trying to put him in the corner and he knew it. He's very well spoken. But this is what where we are in the culture today. He's running for governor, should Gavin Newsom be recalled, and it's looking more like that could happen. But that's how holiness is acquired in this new Christianity. I would add that conversion is not found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in this new revised leftist version of Christianity. Conversion is becoming awakened to the various cultural Marxist categories or the language of the new religion to, to become woke. It's like an epiphany. Original sin in the new religious left is privilege, particularly white privilege. The new woke leftist Christianity there is no ultimate redemption. You must always live under the burden of guilt and the tireless efforts to rid yourself of that. But you can never rid yourself of that because there's yet one more thing you have to do. There's one more police precinct you've got to burn. There's one more woman that you've got to shut down because she let Nancy Pelosi in there. No, not because of that, but because she told someone about it. And Nancy Pelosi got caught violating her own edicts exposing herself as a hypocrite. I'm almost out of time again today. I've been running out of time pretty regularly here. But let me leave you with this final thought. Remember that old hymn that we sang, those of us who grew up in church? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Then the fourth verse of that hymn, it says this, This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. The refrain goes, Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Remember this. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. That's what righteousness is. It is the gift of God. It is something that we could not attain, but we have been given by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want to leave you with this today. Never forget 
There is a God who created all things, and He knows the beginning from the end. And that God is in control of everything. And He loves you. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.